Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters. I'm Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. With us today, we're going to be, as you say today, we're actually going to be talking about creating and maximizing fundraising and volunteerism opportunities, and I am absolutely delighted to have Christopher Herring with us today, as well as Valerie Wright. Thank you to both of you for being on the show today. Thank you, Dr. G. Thank you, Dr. G. Thank you. Yes, and I want to start with asking um, Christopher to just share a little bit about yourself. I know that you are a retired Air Force major and have a phenomenal background um, as relates to working with nonprofits. and certainly the government itself is a public agency. So if you could just share a little bit about yourself so that we can glean a better appreciation of the view that you bring. Sure. Thank you, Dr. G., first of all, for inviting me to your show. Uh, Leadership matters in every single thing in which we do in our lives. I was very fortunate. I grew up in upstate New York in a city called uh, Newburgh. It's actually where George Washington, uh, our first president, refused the crown. And uh, my father and mother actually relocated from North Carolina. Uh, they were tobacco farmers who decided that they wanted to uh, have a different lifestyle and they wanted to create, you know, an opportunity for their children. So they relocated to upstate New York where I was born and raised. And uh, my father, in fact, worked at uh, West Point or the United States Military Academy. And uh, I think that's where I was really impressed upon in terms of now, why leadership was important. I uh, graduated from Newburgh Free Academy, which was our high school, and uh, I went on to uh, college, attended Boston University. I received my commission uh, to serve in the United States Air Force as an officer, and uh, subsequently the Air Force really treated me well. Uh, I went to uh, George Washington University, and I received my master's uh, in organizational uh, development, and, uh, and also attended Chapman University and uh, received my uh, master's in human resource management. But uh, throughout, uh, I've had a lot of different experiences. I think I uh, is, is, is a very honest observation that during my 20-year Air Force career, I parallel process working with nonprofits, schools, and faith organizations to uh, get a, an experience that would, you know, present the opportunities that I have today. So that's uh, and then my family. I have a, a beautiful wife who actually I serve right next to. Uh, she actually outranked me in the military, <laughs> in the Air Force, and uh, I always get a, a, some jokes when people talk about me saluting my wife and everything. 
but um, uh, we served side by side, and uh, she retired as well after 24 years for her. And uh, we raised uh, uh, three wonderful children. Uh, I have a son, and I have two daughters. Outstanding. Well, wonderful. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you again. Mm-hmm. And then always a pleasure to have our associate producer on the show. We kind of do a little view sitting in her and um, share the conversation. So, Valerie, want to acknowledge you being on the line? Thank you, Dr. G. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, and want to actually welcome you to say a little about yourself as well. Okay. Well, I've actually, for the past 20-some years, worked in nonprofit um, management, both in organization development and um, for a while was in, um, worked for a foundation doing community development and change, which I really loved, um, and also worked as the uh, vice president for planning and grants management at Neighborhood House Association. Um, currently, I've just started my own business, Right Ideas Unlimited, where I am providing organization development work in um, West Palm Beach, Florida. I have a bachelor's in journalism and public relations from Florida A&M University and a master's in organization development from Pepperdine University and have recently been certified as a coach. And so just work mostly in nonprofit, but really enjoy uh, getting out and working in the community and certainly volunteering, which we'll be talking about today. Glad to be here with you each week, Dr. G, so thank you. Yeah, thank you. Absolute pleasure. So, um, Chris, I know you have just so many accomplishments. Let me ask you to just share, you know, which one are you most proud of and why? Well, you know, when I think of the word accomplishments, I, I always um, am humbled because I, I, I am a very strong Christian man who believes that God has blessed me and he saved my life in various occasions for um, accomplishments to occur. And I have to say that everything that has happened in my life, whether it was good or, or bad, has always turned out for the good, and I'm grateful. When I think about... Um, one point point in my life, you know, I, I was actually recognized by the United States uh, JCs, the U.S. JCs, uh, for the Ten Outstanding Young Americans Award. And when I looked at the laundry list of people who, you know, uh, preceded me, uh, presidents and uh, you know leaders of uh, companies and and athletes who, you know, are in the Hall of Fame in their respective categories, I was really humbled. And uh, I gave a, a speech at the JC's uh, national dinner, and uh, it was actually uh, one of the proudest moments for my parents. My mom was alive then, and uh, I can still remember seeing her face light up as um, as I was being recognized. And that recognition was was uh, definitely uh, more so for the family than it was for me. And uh, I am still humbled, but uh, I have to say that you know. Uh, up until that point, I had actually served uh, several presidents. Uh, you know, uh, President Ronald Reagan uh, had volunteered and uh, to serve him in the capacity of a protocol officer, and I worked various uh, programs at the Reagan Library to uh, help with his uh, Freedom Award that he would give to uh, people that were befitting for his recognition. And that really opened my eyes to, you know, what 
uh, volunteering was like to support a president. Uh, I also uh, was appointed by President Clinton uh, to be the Department of Defense's uh, chair for One America, which uh, gave me a great opportunity as a young officer to work with all branches of our service. And uh, I also had the opportunity to help uh, President Bush when he went to South Dakota to announce some of the homeland uh, defense strategies there at Mount Rushmore, and uh, I helped to coordinate for his successful um, arrival, and his wife, the First Lady, came out, and I also coordinated her visit, and Vice uh, President Cheney, uh, I coordinated his visits uh, with uh, uh, the, you know, the government to make sure that everything worked smoothly. So I had a lot of opportunities to get FaceTime with some, some very uh, influential people, but I always knew that um, days like this would come, that God would give me a vision that uh, was going to be not only plain, but it was going to, you know, provide a, a, a forum to uh, give back. And, and so that's why I'm really happy that you uh, invited me today. Oh, wonderful. And you said um, a clear vision. Talk a little bit about that. Well, it, you know, people ask me in my community that, I retired in September of last year, and since that retirement, uh, the mayor of San Antonio, uh, Julian Castro, has appointed me to be on the Small Business Advocacy uh, Committee, and I found out yesterday after completing the Municipal uh, Leadership Institute's uh, training that I was actually a city official. <laughs> didn't know that uh, when I had signed up to be on this committee, but uh, the mayor appointed me to uh, be you know, a representative of the business community and to um, hopefully to help small business owners uh, grow and to bring new businesses to San Antonio. Um, and then uh, also uh, when I was uh, in looking at retirement, I had a vision of creating a fundraising system that now is called We Give Back USA that would enable nonprofit schools and faith organizations an opportunity to be partnered with uh, business owners and create a new way of funding that I, I think is, is quite revolutionary. And uh, it's, uh, it's going to be something that we can talk about you know, further in this discussion. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, um, I was blessed because uh, in 2009 I had a, had a pretty bad car accident, mm-hmm. one in which I think that I shouldn't even be talking to you, but uh, the good Lord uh, spared me. And uh, through that experience, I was treated at the Brooks Army Medical Center uh, for um, uh, traumatic brain injury. And I went through uh, months and months and months of, of uh, treatment, occupational therapy. And I was actually side-by-side uh, side with some of the people that we call wounded warriors or nation's heroes. And through that experience, um, I was recently hired to be the executive director for Operation Oasis, which is a wounded warrior and family um, uh, nonprofit that helps them to get on their feet and helps provide them with a quality of life that is really um, deserving of these people. Mm-hmm. Great, wonderful. Sounds like a, just a variety of experiences. Looking forward to hearing a lot with regards to um, your fundraising mechanism that you've come up with. I want to ask you to, to share a little bit about um, what effective leadership has to do with leveraging volunteerism 
and fundraising? Dr. G, that, that question is uh, it's pretty straightforward for me. Uh, effective leadership really equates to, you know, producing results. And so when we talk about leveraging uh, volunteerism and fundraising, we're really talking about leveraging or producing results. And uh, I look at, you know, in the military we look at some, some uh, basic uh, leadership principles to motivate uh, people to do exactly what, you know, needs to be done. And so when I look at uh, a farmer, for instance, you know, a farmer is a leader, right? Farmer uh, every day mm-hmm. sows their seed, and they expect to produce a harvest. So the effective leadership of the farmer is to sow the seed, and the result is the harvest. And that, that for me, is a very simple way of looking at how uh, nonprofit schools and faith organizations should approach uh, being good stewards of what they've been given responsibility for. Mm-hmm. And so I just hope that as we talk today, I'll paint that picture of how we mobilize uh, nonprofit schools and faith organizations to think differently about how they actually incorporate volunteers to help them and uh, to hopefully increase their fundraising capacity. Because really, during this recession, we've seen an alarming number of nonprofits who have closed their doors. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, to me, really gave me motivation to figure out how do we encourage the business community to give more. Uh, because we know that in fundraising, the individual or the personal donation is typically what uh, provides the most result for nonprofit organizations in their request for funds. It's the, okay. it's the individual. Excellent. So I'm telling you, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I'm going to ask you to share a little bit more about that with regards to how do we... How do we actually mobilize and um, really, um, I wouldn't say solicit or get the cooperation, enroll volunteers to help and, um, and increase capacity as well as to support our fundraising reach? So um, please stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at innovisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology 
strategy and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. And today we're talking about creating and maximizing fundraising and volunteerism opportunities. And before we went to break, Chris, I said we'd start back. Um, our guest is uh, Chris Herring here. I want to give you a moment just to think and welcome Valerie back to the show as well. Chris, we Thank said you. we would start back and ask you to just share a little bit more about uh, your thoughts on how we can mobilize and uh, incorporate volunteers to really help us increase our capacity as well as our fundraising reach. Uh, Dr. G, as I think about the question, I, I, I tell leaders every day that they need to consider the environment that we're in. If you look at the environment that we're in today as compared to maybe 20 years ago, um, it's, it's different. We have changing times. Um, I'm a big fan of Colin Powell. Colin Powell has, has run a very successful nonprofit organization, and he also says that, you know, it's uh, not enough just to be uh, a bunch of do-gooders. We have to be able to be innovative. And uh, as Steve Case would say, that we also have to be innovative in terms of how do we um, make our nonprofits sustainable and be able to stand on their own two feet. And so when I look at the environment, uh, I know that during good times, uh, nonprofits don't have too much of a problem you know, getting volunteers or getting uh, discretionary income from uh, their donor bases uh, during good times. But during bad times or when we have a weaker uh, economy, what we find is that it's very difficult for volunteers to have that free time to do the work of the nonprofit and or it's also difficult for um, those people who have traditionally given uh, money nonprofits without thinking about it for them to actually to be able to give more and so that's the that's the crux of the matter that's where we've seen nonprofits have to close the doors because the old model just doesn't work so with the we give back USA campaign we've developed a, a very good uh, strategy that not only allows the nonprofit school and faith organization to be able to uh, receive funds from a $43 trillion electronics payment industry, but we also have a rebate in place for the business partners who agree to partner with the nonprofit. Uh, the, the catalyst for this are the individuals, the individuals who could actually sign up uh, within our fundraising model. Uh, we call them volunteers, and they can actually solicit support for that nonprofit organization, and they can they expect to receive when the business owner partners with us that they'll receive a uh, 
a reimbursement, so to speak, for their time, their uh, their their meal, maybe that they endured to explain the fundraising program with the executive director, development director. But they they receive within our model a compensation, and that that word compensation has typically never ever been discussed. We're talking about uh, volunteers doing you know a good work for a nonprofit organization. But I think that when you have a recession and and people are struggling to pay their mortgages and they're struggling to pay for their you know essential services uh, at home, that you have to introduce new ways to help revitalize America through you know providing to those volunteers what they need. And and so it may sound radical to some of the people who've been in the nonprofit world forever, but you know I think that this innovation deserves a, a consideration. And definitely, uh, I think it's uh, it's going to be something that people are going to talk about in terms of how effective can this be for a nonprofit school or faith organization moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and I went onto your website and your uh, We Get Back America USA, and I thought it was um, very easy to navigate and a very clean process, and we'll um, be excited to hear how that takes off. How long has that been set up, and how long have you been doing that? Well, you, you know, it's a, it's a good question you ask. I Sometimes uh, I'm talking to the referral agents. We have over 17,000 referral agents in Match Rate Plus, and as they ask me questions about, you know, uh, this seems like it's too good to be true is what I get oftentimes. And I explain to them that uh, when I retired from the Air Force, I looked at the patent-pending business model of MatchRate Plus, which was the only merchant account company who was actually giving money back to the business owners that were doing uh, business with them. They were giving them a rebate from their merchant account fees. And if you do a Google search on merchant account fees, you'll see that most business owners have been disgruntled about paying merchant account fees for Visa, MasterCard, Discover, American Express processing. And so this company decided that they were going to give back to the business owner uh, a percentage of those merchant account fees. And with that being said, I created, based off of the vision I told you God gave me, uh, this uh, fundraising mechanism that would not only give money back to the business owner, but the company could actually carve out uh, 17.5% of the merchant account fees that could be payable to a nonprofit organization if that nonprofit organization took the position of the sales agent. And so that's exactly how we've stimulated this new uh, funding. And when people say, well, this, this money, this $43 trillion, has it always existed? Yes, it has. But this has been one of those industries, electronics payments, which has not necessarily been too attractive. And so we uh, created this fundraising model. My brother Joseph and I worked on this. And then I got a call from the president and CEO of MatchRate Plus. And this is right after I retired. And they said, uh, we'd like to have a conference call with you. And I said, uh-oh. I said, well, maybe they saw the fundraising model that I created off of their business model. And uh, I was thinking that it was going to be some sort of, you know, uh, legal issue <laughs> with intellectual property, you know, violations. But, in fact, after they shared with me what they thought about the fundraising model I had created, not only did they love it, but they invited me to be a part of the team. And right. so and I is can that only the National Director of Nonprofit uh, piece that I see here on your 
Yes, ma'am. Yes, that's okay. exactly where it came from, Dr. G. Okay. It was something that uh, that I created, but the company embraced it because mm-hmm. they didn't see that that part of the opportunity their company presented. Wonderful. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, what is that website? Why don't we give that website to our listeners in case they're interested in surfing it a little bit and finding out a little bit more? Sure. There's, there's two websites for our company. The first one is MatchRatePlus.com. MatchRatePlus.com, uh, at the very bottom of the page, there's an area that is called um, uh, We Give Back USA, and that will take the nonprofit school or faith organization to the overview that our company provides in terms of this fundraiser I'm talking about. But the second site is WeGiveBackUSA.com, and that is the site where nonprofits who have been approved or schools or faith organizations that have uh, said, yes, we want to fundraise with you, uh, will actually be listed in our database that's provided to uh, the business owner on WeGiveBackUSA.com. And the business owner will there, therefore then pledge to be partners with the nonprofit school or faith organization they will sign up for merchant services, and then the partnership or the relationship uh, will be established. And that's where the nonprofits and the business owner enjoy at least a three-year, six-year, or even more uh, of a relationship that will be profitable for both sides. Okay, very good. Interesting um, finding out more and learning more about that. Um, Christopher, I'm going to ask you just to share with us a time when you were just very successful in recruiting or leading, um, one might say, an effort that actually engaged uh, volunteers or um, in fundraising. Okay. Well, you know, that, that, I thought that was a trick question. Um, my job, my last position in the Air Force was chief strategist for uh, headquarters Air Force Recruiting Services, where I was actually responsible for ensuring that my senior leader had the right strategy to recruit um, and for an all-volunteer force. And uh, that recruitment effort, we developed a campaign of recruiting the highest quality, uh, the broadest landscape of America in terms of its diversity, and then of individuals who wanted to specialize in science, technology, engineering, and math. And so that was one of my, my bigger campaigns. Uh, every time I look at a TV commercial, or hear a radio uh, commercial, I know that that was, you know, results from the efforts in which I put in when I was on active duty. Mm-hmm. What but, are some uh, of the things you think helped make that effort successful? Well, I mean, the Air Force as, a, as a, an organization is a, is a team. So, you know, when you bring together brilliant minds and you, and you leave it up to um, the team to come back with the right response, I think it always produces more. A leader is only really as good as this team. And... Uh, the Air Force provided me the same opportunity uh, to work with the United Way of uh, Bear County as a loaned executive, and that's really where I had the chance to see exactly how another great organization uh, was able to rally around nonprofits that were under their umbrella and raise, you know, we raised $45 million for the San Antonio campaign and uh, raised $5 million for the combined federal uh, campaign. So how did you both do of those it? endeavors well, are really just it, tremendous how, opportunities. How did that happen? What, Can you repeat that, please? Yeah, how did that happen? What do you, what do you attribute the success in doing that to? Well, for, I saw that for the United Way, the executive director uh, really uh, had a very organized, disciplined approach 
to uh, his relationships uh, with the nonprofits which they were supporting. And so even when I look at the We Give Back USA model, I emphasize relationships, uh, relationship building as being very important. The second thing I think that uh, was evident was organization. I mean, there was a very methodical, uh, turnkey approach that uh, the loan executives had with asking and requesting for money to support the uh, charitable organizations. And those two things, I think, are necessary in any fundraising, in any endeavor, you know, organization and being able to communicate exactly what you're trying to get after. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to uh, take another break, and when we come back, uh, Valerie, I know you have some questions from our listening audience. We'll ask you to share those with us yeah, and um, kind of see what Chris and maybe yourself have to uh, say about, about those. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at innovisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're uh, talking about creating and maximizing fundraising and volunteerism opportunities, and we have with us our executive producer, Valerie Wright, as well as, I made you the executive producer, didn't I, Valerie? Yes, I'll take it. (laughs) Our associate producer, as well as our uh, other guest today is... Christopher Herring, who is the United States Air Force retired officer as well as the executive director of Operation Oasis, Wounded Warrior and Family Support, and the national director of nonprofits, 
match rate plus, we give back U.S. Uh, um, we give back USA. Uh, again, thank you so much for all the information you've provided today, Chris, and um, enjoying you on the show. Well, thank you again. I appreciate you. Yes. Valerie, I know you have some questions from our listening audience. Can we ask you to share those with us? Absolutely. We have a question from Paul in California. His question says, I am on the board of a small nonprofit that provides summer camp, and recently we added after-school tutoring. We've been around for about 23 years. We're interested in purchasing a facility to enhance our services to our youth and families, and we've remained pretty stable and consistent with our finances over the years and want to mark our 25th anniversary, anniversary with a groundbreaking. Would you advise hiring a professional fundraiser or having a committee of the board take on the responsibility for raising funds? What would be required to launch a capital campaign? Okay, Paul in California, thank you so much for that question. Um, Chris, any thoughts? Sure. I, I, I believe that Paul has um, the same type of goals that so many organizations that I talk to have, where they have a vision of, of really becoming a little bit more than being small. And uh, so when I think about the question of um, working with a board of directors, a board of trustees, and or outsourcing uh, to a professional fundraiser, or even this new option, which is to look at, you know, maybe using a We Give Back USA campaign to help support. I would say that you, you, you can't outsource leadership, right? Leadership is, is something that is really going to be driven from within that nonprofit organization. And I believe that the solution is really a combination of uh, really organizing your, your board and the committees that will come from the board to be effective in and really promoting the goal set that you have in mind. And I think that professional fundraisers are an excellent uh, source of, of help, and I think there's some things that professional fundraisers can do that, you know, quite honestly, you know, volunteers from their respective uh, areas may not be able to do that may serve on your board. Um, when I worked on the uh, – when I was on the board of directors for a, a chamber of commerce here in San Antonio, I saw the diversity of, of our board members, but – it was really the uh, collective unity that provided successful, you know, results. And I think that would be the same case with your example. So um, uh, I would also uh, welcome Paul and any other nonprofit uh, organization who has that type of goal to uh, call me and or send me an email because we can definitely uh, see how we can help support you. My email is chris at matchrateplus.com and uh, be more than happy to talk to you more about that. Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Chris. Valerie, anything you'd add? Uh, I totally agree with what Chris said. It's um, the, the board can't abdicate its role in leading uh, the organization in uh, developing the funds necessary to purchase the building. Uh, one of the things that I think um, is required to launch a capital campaign is that the board needs to do some serious planning before they engage a professional fundraiser because they need to be clear about what it is they want and what the outcome needs to be for them um, before they go to the next level and just recasting the vision and direction for the organization. 
Wonderful. Thank you, Paul. Hopefully that gives you some good information to consider. Valerie, do you have another question? I do. I have a question from Elizabeth in um, California, and Elizabeth's question is, um, I have recently been given the responsibility of managing the agency's volunteer program. Up until this point, we have not utilized volunteers. Where do I start in developing the volunteer program and in recruiting people? Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Elizabeth from California. Chris, any ideas? Yes, uh, through my experience with the United Way, um, I, I've found that they have a volunteer um, uh, database. And in fact, they solicit for community uh, people who want to volunteer for nonprofits. So that might be a real good first start. Wow. Just uh, calling the United Way and asking them to help you produce the right volunteers. Uh, you will probably have to uh, provide a description of what you want the volunteer to do, because that's so important. It's not. Uh, I mean, so many organizations say we want volunteers, but once they get the volunteers, they don't have a real plan for what that volunteer is going to do. So make sure you have lined up a job description, and then that makes it so much easier for uh, whoever is going to help you to line up the right skill sets that will make make your job a lot easier when you're trying to uh, activate them as a team. Wonderful. Great. Thank you. Valerie, anything you would add? I'm Again, Chris is on it, uh, but I do. I, I would just reemphasize the need to have something for people to do um, when they come to your organization. Because you know, when when I volunteered, I've gone to places and they have you waiting and sitting, and it's not a good use of your time when you're willing to give it. So make sure that you're not just getting volunteers because it's the thing to do, but that they have a role that you really want them to play in the organization. Wonderful. I, I love both of those. And we'll also add, Elizabeth, um, in addition to the clarity of what you want to have the person do, being clear on then what orientation will they need in order to be able to, to do it and what else is maybe required with regards to if there's any um, licensing requirements, or if there's any um, clearances that the person may need with regards to background checks and so on and so forth, but really figuring out based on how you're planning on utilizing the individual what needs to happen to clear the path and to inform them and prepare them to have a really positive onboarding experience to be set up for success in doing it. Because I think having volunteers be set up for success in doing what they're doing is one of the best ways to engage new volunteers as they go out and, and share their experience of how positive um, their experience with the organization is being or has been. Uh, thanks again, Dr. Elizabeth. Dr. 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 G. Questions? Uh-huh, yes. Yeah, I, I also want to say that, you know, volunteers sometimes have this, uh, this feel like it's a cookie-cutter approach to satisfying the organization's objectives. Sometimes it's really good to ask the volunteers how do they see themselves best serving the cause. Mm -hmm. um, because I, I find that when I ask volunteers, you know, what would they like to bring to the table, they may show me things that I just never knew, you know, that they could do. And so sometimes when we, in our own um, way, we'll pigeonhole people into certain things that we want them to do, but they may be able to provide a much greater uh, result if we simply ask them uh, how do they see their service with, with, with the cause. 
wonderful. Love that. I think that's a fabulous idea because we never know what skills we might be missing if we just simply say, here are our volunteer opportunities versus also creating some type of mechanism that allows others to say, I have this skill um, service that I'd like to offer. Love that. Valerie, did you have any other questions? I have one from Phyllis in Nevada. Uh, Phyllis says, what are the requirements to become a fundraiser for nonprofit organizations and what type of background is required? Okay, Phyllis in Nevada, thank you so much for your question. Uh, Chris, any thoughts from yourself? Well, I'm I'm very well aware, Dr. G, that there are uh, organizations in most of our major cities that uh, specialize in uh, helping to uh, give birth to fundraising consultants, and um, they have certain credentials that are uh, appreciated within a nonprofit community. Uh, I can't say that I have any of those credentials as. Uh, I found that when I actually put together the We Give Back USA program that sometimes uh, when you're innovative, it doesn't necessarily fit the the rules of some of the organizations and how they see, you know, traditional fundraising. So I'm not necessarily confident that one has to be credentialed uh, in order to help organizations raise funds, but mm-hmm. there are uh, some uh, bodies that will actually help train you if you are looking for that. Um, for me, my experience working with nonprofits for the last 26 years uh, has served me to see the various levels of, you know, the need and requirement. Um, and I, I have to say I, I'm very grateful to um, leaders who have had the faith and confidence in my ability to produce results um, over the years, whether, you know, it was, uh, when I worked with, uh, Miss Washington, D.C. as the business manager slash development director, uh, Miss Betty Hemby gave me a chance to lead, uh, an organization that, uh, had so much potential to be great, and we raised so much money for the nation's largest, um, uh, uh, female, uh, scholarship grantor in the United States. And so, uh, I think that sometimes a person's experiences can also be uh, taken into account when you're trying to to raise funds. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, Valerie. Anything you'd add? Uh, I agree that um, there is a group called Certified Fundraising Executives that you can they do some training. But I've my in my experience, most fundraisers were into fundraising and had produced results before they actually became a certified fundraiser. Um, that those that I've worked with um, in my years, both in the foundation world and in nonprofit, so I, I think that one the certification usually follows have follow having pr- produced some results. Okay, great. Uh, thank you so much, Chris and Valerie, for responding to Paul and Elizabeth and Philip. Thank you all three for your questions. Chris, I'm going to ask you just to think about characteristics that you think really helped you to be successful and what might be some final thoughts that you might add and share for um, listeners in our follow, um, final segment on this topic. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. Thank you. 
business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at innovisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Again, thank you to our associate producer for being with us and being part of this discussion today, Valerie Wright. And then also thank you to our um, guest, Christopher Herring, United States Air Force retired officer, also the executive director of Operation Oasis, Wounded Warrior and Family Support, and then the national director of nonprofits Match Rate Plus, We Give Back USA. Uh, thanks again, Chris. Thank you again. Thank you, Dr. G. Yeah. Um wanted to get from you just final thoughts. I'd love to hear what you think are your characteristics that have helped you to be most successful as you've kind of gone through raising, you know, over $45 million in your um, San Antonio um, combined efforts with the federal campaign and, and uh, United Way and, and other efforts. Just, you know, what do you think are the, are the characteristics, are the actions, activities that have set you apart and have led to your success? Well, Dr. G, I have to say that, you know, um, my family, uh, my father's a pastor of, of a church in North Carolina, uh, the Royal Missionary Baptist uh, Church, and as uh, he's been such a great man in my life, he's always just told me to be honest with yourself and be faithful to God. So I always put my faith first, and, um, and my family uh, also does the same. And when I think about the attributes or characteristics, as you described, of, of, a, of a leader, uh, I would always say uh, that, you know, a leader has to not only be confident, but they have to be innovative in terms of how they see, you know, themselves within problem solving. Uh, I find that my my, my greatest uh, uh, accomplishments and innovations have come 
simply when I when I pray for solutions and the good Lord reveals them to me every single time. And uh, so that for me is, has been my secret. And then I, I also believe I've developed and I'm still developing, uh, I guess, good listening habits, listening to what people are saying, listening to what my business community is saying, listening to what my nonprofit community is saying, listening to what my faith community says, because um, so many people want to speak over you, but sometimes they just don't listen. And then I think what I've learned through one of my uh, my superstars who has helped me so much uh, with the We Give Back USA campaign, in fact, she helped me to get on this show today, uh, Biz Burnett. Uh, she's taught me uh, humility. And, and when I say humility, what I mean is sometimes we believe we have all of the answers and we know uh, what the right solutions are. But when we listen to people, uh, we can find out more about uh, the problem and then also understand that sometimes we are the problem. So uh, I'm just uh, happy to say that my life, I, I see it as being a continuous improvement process. So every day I try to become a little bit better than I was yesterday. And uh, as my, my pastor uh, of my church here in San Antonio, Steve Fender, says, you know, um, giving is something that, you know, people, uh, they've heard the word, but I believe that you have to be a cheerful giver. You know, if people want to receive, they, they, they need to learn the skill set of being a cheerful giver. Not Don't give because you're forced to give or because everyone else is giving, but give because it's the right thing to do. It's, it's, it, it, and that's the integrity piece. Business owners, uh, I find, uh, always want to do their very best. And simply put, it's been a, it's been one of the biggest questions in the in the business nonprofit uh, community that they've never really been able to work hand in hand together. And so now I think with this We Give Back USA, it gives the business owner a chance to help the nonprofit at no cost to them. And I think that's part of the brilliance of this uh, innovation is that there's no cost to the business owner except their time. Uh, to tra- transfer or switch their merchant services to help that nonprofit organization. And so those would probably be the biggest characteristics that I would say uh, has kind of propelled me, you know, through my life. And um, one thing that is also true, I think you asked me earlier about, you know, where did I get Major Fundraiser as my personal website? Well, Major Fundraiser came into place because I was a retired major from the United States Air Force, and uh, I love fundraising. So, uh, this term major fundraiser has always been used in nonprofits. Well, the website majorfundraiser.com was was there and available, and so I've been uh, basically uh, been uh, coined now the major of fundraising or major <laughs> fundraiser. Okay, well, I think that's wonderful, and I love this list of attributes that you've um, shared with us: innovative, innovative problem solving, prayer, listening, building relationships, being humble a dedication to really um, growing and continuously improving and being a cheerful giver and empower, empowering person. Um, Amen to that. List. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Valerie, anything you'd add? No, I think he has the absolute perfect list. <laughs> so, uh, as we kind of think about just final tips with regards to just final thoughts that we might share um, for leaders relative to their effectiveness or lessons learned um, that you would share under the umbrella of volunteerism or fundraising. Uh, any thoughts? 
Well, you know, one lesson learned is, is again, you know, ask, ask the uh, volunteer how they would like to contribute to the overall success of the organization. Um, we have so many uh, great Americans who uh, have been prepared. In fact, when you look at uh, today with the job market that the way it is, you have an older uh, group of, of, of people who have been now disfranchised from uh, employment because uh, they are older and they're looking for something special. Uh, you have college students who are very well educated, but yet there's no jobs in which they can actually apply for. And so they are uh, volunteers who are waiting to tie into something greater than themselves. And then you have the uh, the type of volunteer who's the traditional uh, person you can count on, the do-gooder, and they just simply want to tie into uh, the excellence of your organization. And so I think regardless of what the cause is, there's always people out there who want to be a part of something special, something bigger than themselves, and that's really what I hope to embody with the We Give Back USA campaign is that, you know, it's not all about me, it's not all about my family, but it's about how do we help to revitalize America, how do we bring back our economy. And, you know, out of all the presidents that I talked to you about today, Dr. G, I didn't say President Obama. I'm hoping that through shows like this and, and, and for his staff to review the We Give Back USA campaign, that we will actually satisfy one of the things in which he talked about, which is we have to be more innovative as a nation. We have to, you know, do things that we've never done before, and we have to be positive as we push forward our agendas to help improve America. So, again, thank you, Dr. G. I appreciate you today. Yeah, thank you, absolutely. Valerie, any closing thoughts from yourself? Um, I think the important thing is that people do volunteer. Our communities need the help, nonprofits. Um, have taken a hit in this economy. And so if you have gifts and times and are able to give communities who really need the help, I've been um, an executive director of nonprofits in um, low-income communities and communities that, you know, needed the support. And it's not only helpful for the organization, but you get such an overwhelming uh, sense of, gratitude and learn to be appreciative when you go into communities and give what you have. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you. And I appreciate um, Chris also tying in there with regards to, I know our president has been very much on the forefront of talking about and, and modeling himself, uh, he and Michelle, as it relates to giving back and service and volunteerism. So nice tie in there. Uh, thank you, Chris, again, for being on the show today, and thank you, Valerie. Valerie, do you want to give um, the um, call-in information for those who may have suggestions for topics for the future? Absolutely. The number to call um, is one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. Again, that number is eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero, or email. Dr. G at innovations.org, dr.g at innovations.org. Okay, thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners for, for joining us today. Please tune in every Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions.
Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.